Today we will be discussing She-Hulk Season 1, Episode 7, titled The Retreat. Y'all, before we get started, I just want to say that I am so sorry. I know that it has been a while since y'all have heard my good old voice, but baby, when I tell you it's been busy, it's been busy. Some things good, some things not so good, but I'm back, so hopefully... This week will be back in full effect and I can kick out way more episodes than you guys ever anticipated this week. Uh, well, to fall in one week. So I hope everybody's week has been going well. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it because I'm already running behind. So Jen is getting ready for a date with Josh. Yay. Okay. Y'all. Let me just say, I hope that Josh is not a bad guy, okay? This seems too good to be true, and in most instances, it is, but I just hope that he is good for her, okay? So they grab food from a food truck, and then they're doing all the little cute, flirty, casual date conversations while she's at work. He suggests, you know, fries with the milkshake combo, which is definitely one of my faves, okay? Josh... I see you. We see each other. He my kind of dude. So we see them progressively getting closer as they go on several more dates. And after like a third or fourth one, she finally invites him in to stay the night. But by the time she wakes up, he already gone. I hope he on his way to work. Okay. <laughs> Gotta go get that money. <laughs> and so she texts him saying how much she enjoyed last night. And by the time she's done getting ready for work, he still hasn't responded yet. Uh-oh. Y'all, my spidey senses are tingling. I just hope that he's not the boss guy, okay? That would be very disappointing. Um, But we'll see. So Nikki is congratulating her for her nomination for Lawyer of the Year, but she's too distracted to hear a word that she said because she still hasn't heard from Josh, okay? She's waiting on her boo to text her back and tell her how good she was in the sack. So Nikki tells her that it was their first time. Oh, sorry. Mm -mm. She tells Nikki that it was their first time. So it's normal, you know, for stuff like that to happen. Just don't sweat it, okay? It's been 24 hours at this point and honey, Jill's, Jen still ain't heard no word from him. She is trying so hard not to overthink it, but as women, y'all know how we do, okay? After we after we give up the goods, it's so hard to not, you know, go over the deep end. It's an emotional thing for majority of us. So Sunday morning, she receives a call, and she's expecting it to be from Josh, but it's actually from a guy named Chuck, who is Blon Blonsky's parole officer. And he tells her that he's got to go see what's happening with email because his tracking monitor had somehow malfunctioned and he's not quite sure why. So basically, he called her because he wants her to be his muscle. <laughs> because according to him, they don't have enough uniforms to get him together if he needs to be gathered. Okay. <laughs> and so she was like, all right, whatever. I don't have anything else to do. You know, she's still waiting on Josh. So... 
While she's in the car, she's jamming out to a little mmm bop. Y'all remember the Hanson brothers, right? Okay. And so she finally arrives at Blonsky's. Yeah, so it definitely did malfunction. And Emil is like, I did get this tiny jolt from an electric fence earlier because he was trying to get his favorite chicken, Princess Silk Feather, unstuck from the fence. Oh, okay. So you really want us to believe that, don't you, huh? <laughs> we gonna roll with it. So as Emil is walking Jen to her car, y'all out of nowhere, these two dudes that's dressed in costumes come like just come out of nowhere. They're brawling, y'all, okay? One was even slammed on the hood of her car. I hope she got some really good insurance. <laughs> So he goes to charging him again because they still fighting, right? And so she ends up hulking up on both of them and chuck chuck one of the dudes a few feet away. So email says that they're fighting because, you know, they're just working out some inner issues that they're dealing with on a more personal level. And so they just, you know, this is the best way for them to get out their frustrations. But she don't care about all that. How in the hell is she supposed to get home now? She's still waiting to hear back from Josh and she can't do that if she's stuck out here. So Emil doesn't provide a a solution for that question just yet, but he does have her car pushed to the garage and the tow truck called for her. But in the meantime, that gives some time to just kind of, you know, like hang out, okay? And so he ends up giving her to the grounds and it seems quite relaxing actually. It's very peaceful out there. It's super quiet. You can hear the birds chirping out there. You know, you see some little butterflies flying around. One might even land on you if you be still enough. Like it's just that type of vibe, right? So he walks her to a sauna room and tells her that he'll be back in 20, but she declines the sweat cleanse because she's she wants Wi-Fi service, cell reception, or something of that nature. Clearly, she's not in the mood to be taught any type of methods to do any type of self-reflecting that he's trying to teach her. So he leaves her be, right? So she walks all around the grounds and search for a signal when she finally gets some service. Oh my God, thank goodness. And so she realizes that she's standing in the middle of a group session, however, when she when she's finally getting this reception. <laughs> and so when she walks into the middle of this group session, it's Emil and a, a few of the other villains, right? Including the ones that messed up her car. And so he offers her a seat in the circle. And she declines again. She doesn't want to talk to anybody about her feelings today. Like, she's just not feeling it. She just wants to hear back from Josh. But she will hide out in one of the corners where she has her reception. And so as they start to, you know, start their session, two of them end up having a disagreement within the group. But Emil just refocuses them. Just then, one of the guys from the group of assailants that tried to get Jen a few episodes ago, y'all tell me why he comes strolling through the door. Say, huh, say what? Not the dude with the ponytail, okay? He had the really long hair when he attacked Jen, but now he he done got his little, you know, sweat cleanse on. He's feeling rejuvenated. He's feeling refreshed, you know? And so she ends up hulking up on him, right, because... She was pissed that he tried to attack her a while ago. And so she ends up throwing him across the room. And Emo says that she needs to go sit down in the calm chair right now. Y'all, she in big trouble. (laughs) So once her time is up, she joins the circle where the guy apologizes to her for attacking her. 
He was just in the wrong headspace at that time. He was looking for affirmation in all the wrong places, okay? He needed some positive energy. And so they taught her, they taunt her for not being willing to work on herself. And so she does, you know, what she thought she wouldn't do. And she ends up opening up to the group about everything. And y'all, initially, they call her a thirsty cliche. (laughs) Y'all, they went in on her. (laughs) It was like, screw your feelings, girl. You are being so thirsty right now. And so they end up offering a suggestion that maybe she was either ghosted by Josh or that he possibly wanted her blood because one of them is very fixated on like, human blood he's possibly a vampire but we'll save that for another episode possibly and so this sends her into an insecurity spiral okay she plummets so she talks about the stark difference in the amount of attention that she gets when she's she hulk versus when she's just jen and it sucks because jen is hella dope Okay, but she just can't find anyone to accept both sides of her and enjoy and cater to, you know, those needs equally. And so they all come to her defense demanding to know where the hell Josh live at so they can pull up on them. They They ain't finna let Josh mess with her feelings like this now that they done got to know her on a more personal level. And so the assailant brings them back to try to come up with a solution to help Jen work through her pain right now because... She's very deep off in her feelings. Like she's to the point where she might just, you know, just start crying at this point. And so Man Bull, who was one of the dudes that was fighting earlier, suggests that maybe they spend time with the Jen and love on her as a group. And as he said, as he says that, y'all, she she warps back down to Jen. And y'all. There has been so much progress within this group session today that Porcupine, one of the other villains, finally takes his mask off. Now, why did he do that, though? Y'all, it was good that he did, but it was bad timing because when he did that, he unleashed a god-awful smell. And everybody was like, you know what? We can tolerate this, but please just leave the rest of your suit on. (laughs) We need to slowly air you out, okay? (laughs) But they tell Jen that she's just way too doggone good for Josh and tell her to delete his number. And so she does, y'all. She does just that. And she also goes to go do a sweat cleanse in the yardle. And she really enjoyed her time with the fellas because they had all of her best intentions. And so finally the tow truck comes and they all say their goodbyes to her and they even give her a card, y'all. They were so sweet to her. And Emma reminds her that everyone we come in contact with, regardless of if they remain in our lives or not, it's always a lesson to be learned from everyone. That's that's a really good quote there. Y'all keep that. Keep that in your back pockets. One day, I'm sure it'll come in handy. And so she receives the message and gets into the truck. And so as she's going back home, the show actually rewinds us back to the night where she and Josh hooked up, right? And as she is sleeping, y'all, 
it shows him being all things conniving. And it shows us that he ended up hacking into her phone and takes some of her pictures and sends a text to the Hulk King. I just didn't want it to be true, y'all. I knew he was too good to be true. Damn it, Josh. Huh. Is Jen ever going to find happiness, y'all? I really do hope she does. But he is so trash for that. And who the hell is Hulk King at this point? Somebody is Big Boss. Who is Big Boss? That's who I want to know at this point. But anyway, y'all, that's how the episode ends. That's it. I know it was short and sweet and simple, right? We finally got Jen to open up a little bit about her insecurities, about her being Jen versus She-Hulk, you know, the whole popularity contest there. And her not being able to find any type of love, you know, within her love life. You know, everything is going great with her job. But she just needs somebody to cuddle up with at night. That's all she's asking for. Just a little bit. Okay. But anyway, that's it. So we're going to find out hopefully who Hulk King is within the next couple of episodes. But anyway, you guys can reach me um, at Menu TV Reviews on Facebook and on Instagram. You also can reach me at My TV Reviews Podcast without the S on the end at gmail.com. If you have any show suggestions, please let me know. I know I'm starting late on Godfather of Harlem and Your Honor, but when I come, I'm going to come with the one-two biscuit, okay? But that's all I have for now. So I hope you guys have a wonderful work week. And until we meet over the airwaves again, I am Mo and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.